Hi everyone, let me have my welcome to Honeys from the start. My name's Mark, I'm the vicar here, and I predict a warm welcome if this is your first time, connect with us here at Inspire St. James Clarko. Great to have you here for our Carols by Candlelight evening. Just to say, if you want to, um, now's the time to blow out your candles. I know some of you like to hold on to it for the whole service, so it's so up to you. If your hand's getting a little bit sore, feel free to blow it out now. And as you um, do that, let me say that over this, this next 15 minutes or so, I want us to consider the question, where is true and lasting joy to be found? Christmas is a season of joy. We have the carol, joy to the world. I imagine we could all do with some joy right now. But where exactly can that joy to be found? And the Christmas joy that we celebrate at a time like this evening. Some of you might say, well, you can find that joy in the Argentinian dressing room right now. <laughs> they did it in the end. I'd actually written this talk, you know, by half, half time, thinking this is easily going to be Argentina. And I was like, oh my goodness, it's like into extra time, it's into penalties. So, felicidades, any Argentinian friends with us here? You've done it, Messi's done it, fantastic. Um, I'm sorry to say that that joy um, may well only last four years until the next World Cup. Um, and, but what about for those of us who are from the other 194 countries in the world, right? Where's our joy to be found on a, on a day like today? Some of you might say, well, look, the joy can be found in the, in the festive cheer of Christmas and, and singing carols and going to winter wonderland and decorating the, the Christmas tree and roast turkey and, and mince pies and office Christmas parties. And I should say that we've got some World Cup-themed refreshments for you afterwards. We've got some Argentinian chorizo and some French cheese for the finalists, all on one stick. So, so do enjoy that afterwards. Um, but look, if we're looking for joy there, sort of in Christmas festivities and, and cheer, I suppose those you know, office Christmas parties can sometimes lead to horrible hangovers and regrettable decisions. Um, but even if you manage to avoid that, at the, come the, the 12th day of Christmas, 5th of Jan, decorations are going to come down, you're going to go back to work, it's going to be cold, it's going to be dark, the trains might be cancelled. Where's the joy then? Now, some of you might be saying, well, look, it's pretty obvious, Mark, you know, joy is to be found in... In, in relationships, particularly at this time of year. You know, we're we spending time with those we love. We, we, we go home um, to be with family. We, we catch up with friends that we've not seen in a while. We love the smiles on people's faces as we uh, give them their, their presence. And there can be a deep joy um, in human friendship and family and relationship. Particularly, I was reading an FT article recently that was talking about the loneliness epidemic in London, and now 40% of young women describe themselves as lonely. And I can't remember how much it was. It was like a number of young men as well um, have more than eight hours in their waking day alone. And this figure has risen by 20% over the last uh, 10 years. And so Christmas is a time when we're coming together and having a joy in that. And yet, dare I say, even for some of you this Christmas, there's going to be an empty chair around the, the Christmas dinner table because you've said goodbye to a loved one in this past year. You know, there is the shadow of death that is hanging over every human relationship. And so even this joy, which, which is a, a deep joy, even that ultimately will get taken from us. 
Now, I'm not wanting to put a down on things this evening. I'm not meaning to be unnecessarily pessimistic. I'm just wanting to be realistic that when one talks about a true, lasting joy, not one that is fragile and fleeting, not one that is um, superficial, a joy that can actually have its eyes open to the difficulty of life, the darkness that's in the world, not numb ourselves to, to that reality, then we need to reckon with these things. And that is exactly what happens in the passage that we just heard read out to us. Um, you can see it there printed out in, in your service sheet. It's on page 12. We have two women, two Jewish women, Elizabeth and Mary, living life under Roman occupation. We have Elizabeth, who for, for many years has been unable to conceive. And we have Mary, who is now pregnant before she is married, with all the social shame that would come with that in a culture where being pregnant before marriage was absolutely scandalous. And yet, did you notice in this reading, if you are following along, if those of you have English on the reading, that this passage is bursting forth with joy. We have a baby in Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist, leaping for joy. We have Elizabeth over the moon at Mary's arrival. She says, why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord would come to me? We have Mary herself bursting forth in song with this very first Christmas carol. Such is the joy in her spirit and her soul. Two words for the same thing, the very core of her being. And did you notice, this is no superficial, fleeting, fragile joy. Look at what makes this joy different in verses 46 and 47. These very famous words, what theologians call the Magnificat, where Mary says, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. So this is a joy that flows from a relationship, but do you notice it's with the greatest relationship of all? A relationship with God himself, the source of all joy. The Lord, the one who made us, made our bodies, our legs, so we can play football, our arms and mouths, so we can cheer and celebrate when our team wins. The Lord who gave us our taste buds so we can enjoy Argentinian chorizo and French cheese and the office Christmas parties. The Lord God who is himself. Three persons in loving relationship, Father, Son, and Spirit, who's made humanity in his image to enjoy that loving relationship with him and one another. My soul glorifies the Lord. Not just that, do you see? Mary rejoices in God, her Savior. Because even when we muck up our relationship with God, as we all do through sin, and ignore him and forget about him, and live for other things rather than him, there is always a way back with God. Neither sin nor death can destroy our relationship with God. It is a relationship that lasts forever. My soul, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Did you hear about those four children from Sully Hill? 
who died tragically when they slipped through the broken ice um, into that lake. I mean, I don't know how you've reacted to this story. I mean, I find it completely heartbreaking. Ages 6, 8, 10, 11. I'm a father of five. Four of my children are the same age. I cannot begin to imagine what those parents are going through right now. A complete nightmare. Words cannot describe it. Like, can you and I even begin to imagine for a moment what Christmas is going to be like for any one of those families? I mean... I dare even just to suggest it, but no amount of festive cheer is going to help them right now. I mean, where is true and lasting joy to be? How are they going to ask a question like that right now? I mean, the only thing that could possibly help them to like process the trauma they're going through now, the, the only way they could possibly have some sense of joy with all that they are experiencing right now, if there was a chance, if there was a way that, that they, could, they could have their children back again and hold them in their arms again and see the smiles on their faces. And I want you to know that that is exactly what the joy of Christmas is ultimately all about. When Mary says here, God, when she's singing here, God my saviour, my spirit rejoices in here, she is drawing upon all the Old Testament promises and prophecies of a Messiah who would come to defeat sin, defeat death, and put everything right in the world again. Our first reading, Isaiah 11, the infant will play near the cobra's den, the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest, they will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the water covers the sea. A picture of that final day, the new creation that Jesus Christ will bring in. Our second reading, Micah 5, and they will live securely. For then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth and he will be our peace, peace between us and God, peace with one another. Our third reading, Matthew 1, she will give birth to a son. You're to give him the name Jesus. Why? Because he will save his people from their sins. I don't know if this is your first time to a carol service, your hundredth time to a carol service. Do we see who this baby is? Born to Mary, that first Christmas. 2,000 years ago, God, our Saviour. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. Jesus, who grew up and ultimately gave up his life and died on a cross for our sin, who three days later rose from the grave, death defeated, and who promises a day when he will return and put all things right again. This is the true and lasting joy that is filling Mary's lungs right now. A joy that does not close its eyes to the pain and darkness of life. A joy that's not just numbing itself with other sort of stuff and entertainment, but a joy that has its eyes clearly open on the Lord Jesus Christ and his victory over sin and death and a victory which will one day come the whole world over.
and we can share in if we trust in him. This is not just about Mary's joy, as blessed a woman as she is in the human race. Verse 50 reassures you and me that his mercy, that's God's mercy, extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. So not just for Mary back then in that generation 2,000 years ago, generation to generation to generation, right down to you and I today. We can share in this joy too. I didn't become a Christian until I was 22 years old. I think you would have described me as a happy, healthy, successful person. Um, Family who love me dearly. Many friends who are there for me. Uh, A girlfriend I could share my life with. On for a first at university. A job in the city as a FX trader, which you can imagine pays very handsomely. Friends, family, health, success. None of it compares to the joy of knowing God personally and having him in your life. The joy of knowing where you have come from, that we aren't just random bits of cosmic dust formed together over billions of years, but uniquely and specially created by God, each and every one of us unique. The joy of being known and loved by God, despite the sin, despite the mistakes, despite the way we could so easily muck things up. The joy of knowing where you are going, that death is not the end, that there is a better, brighter future to come, that Jesus' resurrection guarantees it for us. The joy of a relationship with God now, sins forgiven. The joy of the Holy Spirit in you, transforming you from the inside out. The joy of knowing that no matter how difficult this next year is going to be, or this year has been, and the darkness, the difficulty, the suffering, whatever, there is a greater, ultimate victory to come. I put it to you, this is a joy like no other. And when you have God in your life, all those other things I mentioned, they get enhanced. They become better. You have the relationship with God that lasts, the relationship with God that enhances all other relationships. Are you looking for a true and lasting joy this Christmas? Because this reading says you can find it right here in the person of Jesus Christ who is with us right now by his spirit and calls you to receive him as king. Joy to the world. Just about to sing it. Joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. That's how to find this joy. Receive Jesus as your king. See your need for him. Come to him. Trust in him. Live your life for him. Maybe you're sitting here thinking, you know what? I don't need him. My life is perfectly fine as it is. Thank you very much. And if that is you, I'm thrilled that life is going so well for you. I genuinely am. But can I be so bold as to ask, 
What about when the success fades, the money runs out, your friends move away, or your loved ones die? What about when disaster strikes? I've just told this afternoon, 46 flats in the Redbrook Estate near Old Street, of which many in the church family uh, live. There's been some gas leak. All of them have to move out. They're being put up in a hotel uh, overnight. Some of them don't want to sleep with young kids. What if you end up in a situation like one of those parents that we mentioned before? And the worst thing imagined when something happens to your children unexpectedly and tragically. What happens if you sail through life and it just all goes really well for you? But ultimately, the shadow of death becomes a reality for you. What then? There is only one person who can rescue us from the darkness and death of this world. Only one person who has paid for sin and defeated death in history. Only one person who can offer true and lasting joy. So by all means, let's celebrate the Argentinian victory. Let's enjoy the chorizo and cheese and office Christmas parties. Let's enjoy time with our friends and family this Christmas time. But let's not forget the one who is behind it all and the one to whom all of Christmas points. The Lord God, our Savior, receiving him, living for him. Do this and you will have this joy this Christmas and it will never be taken from you. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much indeed for the joy of Christmas and the joy of you sending your son, Jesus Christ, as Lord and Saviour. We pray your spirit would move in each of our hearts to prepare room for you this Christmas and we would know this true and lasting joy. We ask it for Jesus' sake. Amen.